Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thanks so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's hashtag Taiwan and status update. But as always, we start off today's broadcast with a brand new edition of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's our first show of the new year. Today is January 4th. Uh, if you're joining us on our Facebook live stream, otherwise, if you're joining us via the wonderful world of shortwave, it's already Tuesday, January 5th. I'm John Van Trieste, and today it is a rare combination indeed. Here with me in the studio today is Leslie Liao. Rare and dangerous, I dare say. <laughs> rare and dangerous. Rare and dangerous. explosive when mixed. <laughs> That's right. Coming up next, we'll be meeting a group of Taipei cat lovers setting up a network of feline cafeterias across the city. Then an expert implores Taiwan's public to please stop eating near monkeys. And in case you needed a reminder, this is why you should not be eating pork raw. All that coming up next. Please stick around. This first story comes to us from the Associated Press, and it all started with a researcher at the Taiwan Animal Equality Association, a person by the name of Chen Chen Yi, who has uh, been helping for many years ensure that stray cats, of which we have a lot here in Taipei, unfortunately, are taken care of, and that local people don't have to deal with the mess. A lot of times, people do feed strays here, including in my neighborhood, and they often leave the cans of cat food around. And it just kind of, or they just throw the food on the ground in some cases. It can get rather messy. And so this program of cat cafeterias has uh, recently taken over. It's actually called the Midnight Cafeteria Project, named after, I believe, a popular Japanese TV show. Is that cat right? Cat oh, um, The Midnight Cafeteria. The Midnight Cafeteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, actually, that's the name of a few restaurants that I've they've copied, they've copied well. off of it, yeah. Um, this was lost, launched in September last year, but it's just gotten the attention of the international press, and actually it's the first time I've heard about this. It consists of 45 different small wooden, I guess you would call them cat, how, like dog houses, but for cats, uh -huh. uh, very small, painted by a Taiwanese artist, and scattered all over the city, and the idea is to give them a place to rest, and uh, they also, since they know where the cats are eating in a fixed spot every time, they can volunteers can easily come and clean up after the cats, too. Okay. Uh, nowhere if there's any litter box service there. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, about 20 neighbors in one case are working with this uh, stray cat house. Uh -huh. <laughs> in addition to their full-time jobs, the idea, according to a math teacher who's taking part in this, uh, is that, uh, was interviewed in this story, is that you don't really have to be a full-time volunteer, like, with a stray association or a worker at a shelter, because there are hardcore people. I've met a few of them. Yeah, who, yeah. Have, uh, who spend basically their entire lives. Some are even paid for their work, actually, uh, managing, like, a shop, shelter, store. Doesn't that go against the store? definition well, of no, volunteer? They, they take they take, they take donations. Oh, okay, They're able gotcha. to keep someone full-time to, like, 
like have a right, right, right. Like I have a, a, a rabbit I adopted, and uh, they have a bunny supply store with a. So you don't have to be that committed. You can just do a lot of people can do a little bit at a time and uh, make a big, big progress thereby. And uh, they also help to take in injured cats that need spaying to be fixed, you know, and get them veterinary attention before returning them to the places where they were found. So. Yeah, there are a lot of stray cats now, uh, like you mentioned. I think I see them, not with not as much frequency as much as stray dogs. Dogs are, still, yes, there are a lot more dogs. Yeah, the cats will creep out from like under scooters and yes. motorcycles and stuff like that. Some of them have owners, actually. I know a few of them. But, oh, yeah. but a lot of them seem to, they, they meow at you. That's the one, how you know that they want food. Um, <laughs> this particular house in this particular math features neighborhood uh, features very Taiwanese uh, elements such as stinky tofu in the design. I hope they're not feeding that to the cats. Um, it's It says it's done by a local artist. I suppose maybe the name is Italian. Stefano Misesti is the one who painted it. Uh, So they really have real artists. I guess living in the neighborhood. They really have real artists painting these, which is really nice. Uh, They have food bowls for the cats in each of the houses. Also like a first aid kit type of thing stashed away in the corner so that they can help them out if if they need, if they are obviously injured. And neighbors have even bought in small cushions and decorated cardboard boxes to like serve as additions to the house. Like, you know... Wow, you're, you're, you're giving these cats full it's, furnishings. It's, th- yeah. Um, to call it a cafeteria seems like an understatement. This sounds like a full-blown shelter. I guess the cats, after a while, know where to come for food. And actually, the city government has gotten involved. They've applied for a grant, nowhere on whether they've gotten it or not, to fund this project. Yeah. Uh, local ward leaders, the neighborhood heads, I mean, a lot of people are involved. Uh, so I guess uh, this is a part of a, a larger trend of people pampering their pets here in Taiwan. It mm. said that people prefer to have cats or dogs to children these days and uh you often see them pushing them in strollers even i pushed a dog in a stroller yesterday really yeah okay so you're part of you're part of the problem (laughs) Uh, i just no you know what it wasn't even my dog it was my friend's dog okay um but i think i've been here for so long i'm kind of desensitized i know i know have you have have you had that yeah and they have them little booties and you just like little dog shoes and yeah they just want to be dogs i had a lot of uh run around i had a lot of friends come to taiwan and they're just like there's a lot of dogs and strollers here huh yeah and then cats as well you're just like oh right that's not a normal thing no um so yeah this is just another uh i guess a sign of how much of an animal loving nation we've become yeah Now on to some monkey business and some not particularly pleasant monkey business monkey from the sound of it. business. Monkey madness. So apparently this happened in Kaohsiung and that's So Sanzu last month. A woman, a sanitation worker in her 60s, surnamed Lee, was eating a sandwich on her lunch break when a group of macaques approached her and one of them reached for her food. Have you ever had that job before? Uh, well, if she was working at the Sosan Zoo for as for any amount of time, she should definitely have known better because that particular area of the city is sometimes nicknamed Monkey Mountain. Yeah, and I've seen on that particular mountain monkeys attempt to snatch a bag of chips out of a kid's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah violently. Yeah. Those 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 monkeys get pretty. Uh... I don't want to say vicious. They have but signs that tell you not to. So if you're working there, I mean, you really... Pretty liberal. I think there was an issue last month about, like, a monkey crawling into houses and stealing sweet potatoes. Yeah, these like, things happen. So. In, the, in the most Taiwanese news you could ever hear of in your life. So I'm, I'm surprised that this particular zoo worker didn't know better. Yeah, uh, and her hand was severely injured because uh, she tried to drive away the monkeys when one of them scratched her left hand, severing the tendon of her oh. ring finger... 
That is a Yikes. strong monkey. I didn't realize monkeys can... Like, macaques aren't... Are, they're not that big, are they? They're not as big as a child in some cases. I've okay. Seen, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've never seen... But I, I don't imagine that level of power. I don't equate that level of power to a monkey They're definitely that aggressive, if nothing else. Yeah, so... Uh, the woman underwent several hand surgeries and remained in hospital for about a oh, week. Oh, wow. She has yet to fully recover from the injury. Tendon injuries are really hard to tend to, man. That's, um, and if you were a sports player, that's, that's a, that's a career ending injury. Mm. Anyway, the zoo's management office said, uh, its personnel works very hard to inform the zoo's 240,000 annual visitors not to interact with or provoke the macaques. Well, they don't need any provocation. They just, they just need the they just slightest do, hint right? of food to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get very agitated. Um, however, the ta- there's a Taiwan Macaque Coexistence Promotion Association. I think I may have interviewed them before. Have you? I've interviewed some macaque associations. It just astounds me how specific some of these, uh, these associations We have a lot of them, get. yeah. Like I said, a nation of animal lovers, wild or domesticated. The zoo but, said, uh, the, the, well, this particular association said it should z- train its zoo staff better to prevent such accidents. But there are signs. I mean, yeah. Uh, when a monkey reaches for their food, people should let go of it and walk off as the animal is like to leave them alone. I don't know. Um, even riding your bike through the area is dangerous. It's a popular. There's a popular road up the mountain that uh, cyclists like to use, and I've seen them sort of waiting in ambush for I mean, them. I've, if you give a mouse a cookie, though, right? Yeah, if you give a monkey anything. Yeah, yeah, they're going to want more. And apparently these monkeys now recognize plastic bags and bottles yes, as yes. containers of food. They'll steal, they'll steal your backpack, too, if you're not careful. A, an entire backpack? They'll try. Have, have, has this ever happened to you? I've seen it. It's. A, it's I mean, people... Who ignore the signs? I, I just I, I I've never been to Sosanzu, so it's like I'm thinking like, are the are the monkeys just out there roaming yeah, around? Oh yeah, patrolling yeah. really. And there's troops of them in some cases. Oh, they, they hang just... out in trees. The babies are cute, but you don't want to get near them. No. That sounds like some kind of a gang war. It, they are they are quite uh, mafia like in the way they extort uh, food from people. And apparently, you should also avoid eye contact with the monkeys. Mm-hmm. But uh, the signs tell you all of that. Like, it's, it's, do they? Yeah. Okay. They That's say, don't look at them. <laughs> That's a lot of literature to read before going to No, no, no. It's, it's very simple. Don't have food near them and don't look at them too closely. Like, make eye contact. That's yeah. the... I mean, you can't help but wonder if it's if this is some kind of like conditioning that the monkeys have been around yeah, yeah. human food for so long that they can now recognize a bag of Doritos. They got a McDonald's bag while I was there. It wasn't mine, but... Oh, <laughs> just like, they took your McDonald's? Uh, they say when a monkey reaches into a person's bag, it's best to keep calm and not interfere with the animal. I mean, the same thing, right? Like, you don't want to interfere with a with a, a dog that's eating. Yeah. Yeah, there's... The problem is they, they, like, uh, they operate in troops, like I said. It's usually not just one of them. <laughs> they so. just walk up to you, came to the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, basically. You came to the wrong neighborhood. Basically. What about your bunny? Does he get food aggressive? Yes. Really? I call him Cookie Monster now. But he's grass. Have you fed him? No, cookies? he has a, a little biscuits that no. are made with ap- baked with apple. They're made of hay, but oh, that's baked know. apple hay biscuits. Yeah, no, that's that's very serious. You don't. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like bunny heaven. It's a cookie monster. And again, yeah. I'm not really a bunny, so I don't even know. Yeah, but I think monkeys are are much 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 more dangerous. I didn't realize I, they I, could muster that. I've level seen of them nearly attack someone, uh, and everyone around just kind of kind of flinched you know do tell me this story like i was up there i want to see maybe about five or six years ago it's been a long time mm-hmm. but uh yeah the monkey is definitely noticeable okay wow they're definitely not hiding from people that's um, uh 
they find like parking lots and other areas where people congregate, and that's where they are too. So be careful. Don't don't hang around Taiwan's monkeys. Don't they don't they don't mess around. They've learned to strategize. If you've been following our news lately here at RTI, you've heard us talk an awful lot, ad nauseum even, about pork. Um, it's in the news because uh, Taiwan has lifted restrictions on imports of pork from the United States. This story is also about pork, but it's about a different kind of hazard. I mean, I think this is this hazard is being raised. The, the alarms are being raised about this hazard because yeah. of all this talk about pork that we've been having well the the pork from the u.s the problem with it that people have is that it contains an additive called ractopamine yes and uh people aren't convinced by uh people who say in official officials especially who say it's fine for human consumption a lot of people find that a, a hard sell uh but this story has nothing to do with ractopamine no no it's no just no. why you shouldn't eat pork raw uh, if you, in case you needed to know that apparently <laughs> i I guess I didn't. A Taichung physician, which is uh, in central Taiwan, he said warned, he warned against eating raw pork after treating a migrant worker for tapeworms that had infected their calf muscles. <sighs> I didn't realize tapeworms can make it all they to move your around. extremities. I thought they just usually hang around the gut area. Um, he said that a Thai national complaining of pain in their calves. Oh, that's... That's not good. Uh, doctors hospitalized the patient after pain medication proved only moderately effective. An x-ray showed white elongated forms in the person's calf muscles, leading to a diagnosis of, oh, I hope I pronounced this right, cystesterosis, a tissue infection caused by pork tapeworms. How, but what was the person, the patient here doing eating pork raw? Do we have any quotes, any... He said uh, that the worker had said they sometimes eat raw pork. So this isn't like a one-off, oops, I accidentally didn't cook it long enough type deal. It's like, I do it intentionally. He said this was a Thai... National? A Thai na- did you, are you familiar I've with been, Thai cuisine? I've been to Thailand. I never saw anyone eating raw pork. I can't imagine. Like, you must have... You must be on such a time crunch to need to do that, to eat raw pork. And then again, the raw fish, maybe. Anyway, they said... Even uh, raw fish, you don't want to... It's not a DIY type of a thing. You really want DIY. someone who knows, who's been trained properly, it's, and is has a sanitized, sanitized work workspace. Surface. Yeah. Especially if you're talking about, like, a blowfish or something. Because those type of things raw... Will, those things will be... That will kill you if you process it improperly. Anyway, when they say when people eat raw or improperly cooked pork that contains live eggs or larvae, the larvae could mature into pork tapeworms in two to three months, which could then work themselves into the human body. That's a that's a long time. Two to three months. They 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 uh yeah bide their time. You think they they'd leave uh, the digestive system by then? I guess they just really hook on there, huh? Uh, they say typically the condition I cyst dyserosis is occurs in the small intestines okay so i wasn't wrong of the host and the body naturally expels the warm eggs mm. and dead worms so the infection usually is not felt or detected however tapeworm larvae could also attach themselves to other parts of the body such as oh Yikes. this is some heavy stuff the brain spinal cord heart eyes kidneys lungs or skeletal muscles tissues possibly leading to death Pork frozen for a day at minus 24 degrees C for three days at minus 5 degrees Celsius should be safe to eat. As is pork cooked at Don't temperature. Don't try it, though. Just cook it. <laughs> yeah, just cook it through. Like, I think pork is one of those things you can't... There's no, like, wiggle room, right? You gotta... You, you just have to cook it over the, the safe temperature. So, that is a PSA for today. Um, Don't eat raw pork. Don't eat raw pork. 
know about where you live, Leslie, but in my neighborhood, we definitely have a problem with people driving cars entirely too loudly at all hours uh, of the night. Yeah, the ones that, it's, it's not even like in driving them too loud. Like they purposefully make their cars it's, that loud. It's modified. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they take the muffler out or how they do it exactly. I'm not a sports fan aficionado, but uh, I think the Chinese term is baotezu. They just drive like maniacs. Uh, I happen to live near a long stretch of rather straight. Not highway, but um, it's yeah. I, I, it's a it's a it's a thoroughfare. I'd say. You, yeah, it's a an express place, an express lane from getting one part of the city to the other. Right. And people love, love, love at like three in the morning to blast their I don't know what they drive Lamborghinis or something like that. That must that um, that must be so I'm, infuriating. I'm sometimes I think they're drag racing, honestly. Um, but they've put in a new system to detect excessively loud vehicles nationwide. Yeah. So, and they're going to find people. I hope they enforce this. Um, and it's really, what's really neat about this is that they have both fixed units that they set up alongside the road, mm-hmm. measuring decibel levels. But they also, at least in Taichung, have a mobile unit. Oh. So somebody must have that job. Like, So, so he's just driving around a van with a giant microphone yeah, on like, top? <laughs> Sound enforcer. It sounds like the, the premise for a really bad uh, superhero like a franchise. <laughs> anyway, um, in Taipei, this is a new Taipei. Uh, on the first day of the system service, which was New Year's Day, mm-hmm. they caught two hundred and twenty-one vehicles That's that were exceeding substantial. Levels. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you're wondering what the what the threshold is, it's eighty-six decibels, which is really. Too loud, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. they should really make it the threat. I guess maybe I don't know what kind of uh, a, a noise a normal car makes. I mean, but I don't, yeah, eighty six seems quite uh, lenient. I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know. How, I remember there was this one year or, or last year for RTI's ninety uh, first birthday. Andrew and I had to yell into the microphone to get to ninety one decibels, and if we could get ninety one decibels, it was. We we get a prize. That's an obnoxious contest. It is an obnoxious contest, but I'm um, using that as a frame of reference. Okay. And I think, I think that's still pretty loud because so I was yelling. <laughs> maybe you just yelled really loud. Maybe I did. I don't know. Um, so the, the, I mean, people again are being given fair warning. Um, there have been signs, uh, at least in Taipei, mm-hmm. at a hundred meters and three hundred meters in front of the camera, letting people who are driving know that. Their noise is being monitored. So, I mean... Oh, you get fair warning. Yeah, no, there's signs that tell you. Um, And uh, it seems like uh, there's some significant computer infrastructure that goes into this because they have a system that is like measuring every it's like you know there's a, a live traffic stream yeah, yeah they have different cameras across the city yeah it kind of uh compiles the data it says every five minutes they synchronize uh-huh. and uh it's they can like you know deal with wind because yeah. that can be a real problem if you've ever tried to record something on your smartphone yeah there's wind outside boom, 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 boom. um the system cancels most other noise out at least if the weather is good so if there's a typhoon you can get away with anything is i guess what the message is here okay um and uh it's going to it may take a while for them to actually find people and these are substantial fines oh. more than 90 us dollars in some cases um close to 4000 nt um, they're going to have to manually verify data of vehicles found to be too loud. So that sounds like if you have 
more than 200 incidents in one city in a couple days. Yeah. Someone's got to sit at a desk somewhere, like... You just start sifting through? No, that's that's 87 decibels. Okay, send the fine. Oh, well, not no. just that, because there's no way to identify a car oh, got by, by a sound, right? But, like, I guess it is an auto vi- audio-visual capture? Yeah, no, they have uh, image files. Okay. It says, and the system will match six seconds of image files. So I guess there's a camera attached as well. Yeah. Um, there's no diagram here. Uh, but uh, based on what they say, they're going to have a, a video uh, file as well. Mm. And uh, it says the experts will have to rule out other potential sources of noise, such as ambulances or fire engine <laughs> sirens, honking vehicles, or road construction. Uh, That's what they really need to have a monitor for, road construction. Road construction? Has that? I mean, you live, you live near a major roadway. Is that a big problem? Well, the problem is that um, the, the, I guess, the neighborhood or the district is given a certain budget per year for fixing roads. And they have to use it up? They have to use it up, or else the following year, the city will say, well, you didn't use it, so we're going to cut your budget. Yeah, 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 So they just tear up roads that are perfectly fine needlessly and make as much noise as possible. The, uh, the highway that I, get, I take to get to and from work... Sometimes I'll leave the office relatively late, and mm. there's always some kind of construction going off, and it's just it bounces back between like the same three exits. I, I like it's completely <laughs> unnecessary yeah, in most yeah. cases. I mean, I, I appreciate them like repaving the road, but when it happens, you know, frequently, and you have to make a crazy detour. Yeah, yeah, I live yeah. in a very densely packed area with lots of alleyways yeah there's no like there's no forewarning you're right there's absolutely they no just, forewarning you just wake up one morning and there's a bunch of cement pit mixes yeah there's and a you bunch of cones and you find all the ways that usually go blocked traffic jams so, for whatever reason I don't know um Anyway, those people can make as much noise as they want. Let them do it. But just be careful if you're driving a car I guess at any time and anywhere in Taiwan in the near future <laughs> Well, Taiwan has appeared in CNN once again, and as soon as that happens, every media outlet has to report that CNN mentioned us. And uh, what, what is it for this time? We have a really cool building that's uh, opening up. It's a uh, well, I think everyone lives here has seen it, but maybe we need to describe it for oh, our yeah. listeners. This is the Taipei Performing Arts Center. I mm. actually, as it happens, went past there yesterday, oh. and uh, it is a very uh, modernist building, to put it lightly. Um, it looks like there's a wrecking ball coming out of it. I was going to say, it looks like some kid threw a giant basketball through the wall and just and got just stuck, stuck there. there. <laughs> um, it's a very, I think there's other shapes, like geometric shapes sticking out at strange angles. As I well. only it's ever see the sphere. That's the most, well, that's that faces the, the main, one, the main right? road. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and this has been selected by CNN Style as one of the, quote, transformative buildings set to shape the world in 2021. I'm... We're going to shape the world. Okay, let's walk, walk <laughs> me through this article. Um, so I'm just going to read you a quote. The eye-catching building with its planet-like sphere protruding from one side will undoubtedly serve as a contemporary landmark for the Taiwanese capital. So, uh, But it's not just the exterior that intrigues. Uh, it says that the center is going to upend the norms of designing venues. So I guess everyone's going to be copying us from now on. Um, or their conservative internal workings... Okay. Um, the scheme features three different theaters that operate independently. But uh-huh. It says here they plug into a central cube. So, like I said, there's strange. Does the do the shapes move? 
they're stationary, but uh, uh-huh. very strange angles. Very, they look like they, they look like they shouldn't be able to stick in. Yeah, oh. uh, but they are. And uh, this this initiative to build this building has been—I didn't know it's taken this long since 1997. Yeah, it's it's been in, under construction for a since while. Since 2012. Well, you just got to figure out what angle you got to throw the basketball at. And it was supposed to be done last year, I'm pretty sure. But uh, anyway, the middle of 2021, it's going to open. And it's going to apparently uh, change the world. Uh, so I'm going to have to go see a show there when it opens. All right, see. let's change the world one jagged maybe shape a bit at over, a time. Maybe a bit overblown, but it is cool um, that we've been mentioned. And I definitely think it's worth checking out uh, the Wikipedia article to yeah. see the bizarre design. Give it a look. All right, well, that just about does it for today's edition of Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Leslie Liao. Don't go anywhere just yet, because coming up next, it is Hashtag Taiwan and Status Update. Namaste, and welcome to this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. If you're wondering about my peculiar introduction, well, it's going to make sense in a little bit, because this week's Hashtag Taiwan is about India and how they came to Taiwan's defense during National Day. I know we have a lot of Indian listeners, so I'm going to jump right into it. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about India. Relations between Taiwan and India are thriving, and not just in the diplomatic sense. Taiwan and India are coming together in support of one another online. This past weekend, Taiwan celebrated National Day. RTI's coverage got a disproportionate amount of support from users in India. Don't take it from me, even President Tsai Ing-wen took to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to say, Thank you to all of our dear friends in India for your well wishes on Taiwan National Day. Together, we can take pride in safeguarding our shared values like freedom and human rights and defending our democratic way of life. Hashtag namaste. Shortly afterwards, she made another post saying, Hashtag namaste to our friends from India. Thank you for following me here. Your warm regards remind me of fond memories from time spent in your incredible country. Your architectural marvels, vibrant culture and kind people are truly unforgettable. I miss my time there dearly. So why this spike in online support from India? The answer is China. And no, I don't mean that China is brokering better relations between Taiwan and India. In fact, Indian and Chinese relations have soured over border disputes over the past few months. So what happened with regards to Taiwan? On October 7th, a full-page advertisement appeared in Indian newspapers for a special TV report about Taiwan's National Day airing on India's World is One News. The report was a collaboration between WION and Taiwan's representative office in New Delhi. The Chinese embassy, unhappy with the program, sent a letter to Indian media outlets that said things like there is only one China in the world and Taiwan is an inalienable part of China's territory. All stuff we've heard before. But before I move on, I'd like to point out that WION published a video on August 29th titled Dear World, Taiwan Needs Your Support. 
Bravo. Anyway, in response, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu took to Twitter, as he does, and said that Taiwan's Indian friends will tell China to, quote, get lost in all caps because he has a lot of faith in India. After that, nothing happened and everyone went home. Nah, I'm just messing with you. This is what happened. An official from India's ruling BJP put up 100 posters with the Taiwanese flag outside of the Chinese embassy in New Delhi. The posters had Taiwan in big block letters on them and said, Happy National Day. The official said that both Taiwan and India are democratic societies that cannot restrict the press, unlike China. That stunt isn't saying, get lost. It's saying... Joseph Wu returned to Twitter with a tweet saying, Hats off to our friends from around the world this year, India in particular, for celebrating Taiwan National Day. With your support, Taiwan will definitely be more resilient in meeting challenges, especially those get-lost types. JW. We here at Taiwan Insider are certainly no strangers to support from India. Our Indian fans are some of the most encouraging that we have. And to them, I'd like to say, hashtag namaste. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If you didn't know, Hashtag Taiwan is part of the Taiwan Insider Series, a weekly news magazine produced by Radio Taiwan International. You can watch the TV show on our Facebook pages at facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. While you're there, leave us a like, subscribe to us, and leave a comment to say hello. Anyway, until next week, you guys, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. This is Status Update. Well, Happy New Year. You've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventriest. We're going to be getting to your letters, uh, letters that you've heard, uh, I mean, uh, letters about the programs that you've heard us in the past week or so. And uh, we're going to get to those in just a second. But uh, we'll like to update our own personal status for a little bit here. Um, so we just uh, had this long um, New Year's weekend. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, January 1st was on a Friday, so um, and we always get that day off, and so it's a long weekend, except for you and I, because we had to come into work that day. Yeah. It's our new shift. But uh, nevertheless, um, we tried our best to celebrate a little bit here. I know that for New Year's Eve, um, I had some friends over at my place for, it's the uh, Yang Rou Lu, so oh, like the like lamb, lamb hot pot, sort hot of pot thing. kind of thing. It was perfect because it was so cold and freezing that it day, was you know. Cold. And um, and then we had it with um, hard liquor, gaoliang. Oh, that's like, ooh, yeah, that's dangerous so stuff. It kind of kind of really matched, you know, <laughs> um, especially with my friends because it was at our place. Okay. And our friends had to come over in the cold to our place, you know, for the dinner. Yeah. But that was nice. And then um, 
we were not like most young people. We didn't go out to Taipei 101 where the skyscraper always put out the New Year's Eve um, fireworks. I don't think and it's been was, going there for several years now. I don't think everyone who wanted to go could. They were saying something about crowd oh, controls. Yes, yes. This year. Yeah, so that's why they found out that there were, what was it now? How many people that were actually on so, self monitoring for COVID? For COVID, and they went. Yeah, um, because big they had fines, to leave there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they had to be. Yeah, they well, had that to be was fine. in Taoyuan, though. Anyway. That wasn't in Taipei. Oh, that was in Taoyuan. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, I always enjoy watching it on TV. Anyway, so yeah, I, I watched, watched it on the TV. um. Yeah, the, it was very nice because you know they got a drone up there and they can you can like three hundred sixty degree and watch the whole thing. There's not a crowd. It was just really nice. So I just had to watch it, and I'm really thankful for my friend who actually lives near there, and she after our dinner her dinner at our place she kind of went rushed home, and she stood five minutes holding her mobile, taking a picture of a wonderful picture of the whole, you know. Thing magic, yeah. The oh. whole fireworks was wonderful, and I have to watch that. I, saw I always it, do. I don't get tired of it. I saw it at a restaurant. There was a midnight toast. It was really nice. Oh, well, that's nice. So you went to that, huh? Yeah. Okay. They had it on TV there, or yeah. on, projected on the wall. Uh, okay. There were there was a lot of. I mean, there were a fair number of people out, but it was far fewer than I'm used to seeing on New Year's here. Although it's been a few years since I've spent New Year's in Taiwan. Right, you were on the street, so you know. Um, yeah. And on the metro as well. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, pretty thin. Oh, really? Compared to what compared to, usually oh, really? you would see. Because my friend said that it was getting crowded by the well, time they were coming to my place. But. I think uh, around Taipei 101, there may have been a lot of people. Yeah. But usually the whole city is crazy. Like on Christmas this year even, we don't even really celebrate Christmas in Taiwan, but there were massive crowds. Mm. I think the cold snap that we've got into really I think that, yeah, that that people led people to decide that they would rather stay, stay in. inside. Yeah. I, I think so too. It really is. It was freezing. about nine degrees, which for Taiwan is extremely cold. Very unusual to get down into the single digits. Yeah. Uh, it's about forty degrees Fahrenheit, forty-ish degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, and um, it was. Uh, I mean, you also have to take account for the fact that Taiwanese buildings are built. Uh, for other types of weather, and so there's no insulation really. It's uh, no. so yeah. the cold sort of kind of seeps in. So we're in the studio now in several layers. <laughs> yeah, I know it's freezing in here. Um, well, my children, they kind of you know uh, with their friends, they they spend a night. So mm. they they kind of like you know spend they didn't the uh, participate the countdown. in the uh... no, but the one went with some friends to Danshui, and oh, they why, why they um, they rented out a B and B for a whole bunch of people i don't know how many of them 20 maybe so Why they kind of like yeah so yeah they just no just just want to do something different and not stay home you know they uh, just want to go out you know I'm, and it was I, freezing for them but i was in bed though like before by, one. Uh, oh, okay i'm past well, I the late, yeah i'm past i was watching netflix of, but anyway yeah uh, but um so i decided to rest in on the second but then on the third um, it turned out to be my one of my friends, the one who took the picture of the one on one fireworks. It's her birthday on that. It was her oh, birthday on that day, nice. and so before that, we we knew, but we want to keep it a sort of, sort of like a surprise. Oh. So what we did was that um, you know after church, we thought we we told them, we told about our friends, including her, that uh, we you know we uh, made a reservation at a restaurant, and it's and because she's really into health eating, so we found this restaurant. It's really nice. It's actually the uh, the old museum of um his no way national history over at the um the botanical garden but it's turned into a restaurant on the fifth floor on the fifth floor and um so so when she saw that she was like really excited but 
She wasn't sure if we knew that it's her birthday, <laughs> and we didn't say anything about it. And then, but you know, it's funny because um, we made a reservation like weeks ago, and we were telling her about it. And then, you know, like several days ago, she was going like, "Oh yeah, well, um, can my sister join too?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And she said, "Well, you know, she's she's because her sister lives in Xinzhou, and so she's." Purposely making a trip to Taipei to celebrate birthday, mm -hmm. you know, with her sister, and so she said, oh, "Yeah, she's coming because you know it's my birthday," and we all pretended like we didn't hear her. Uh. <laughs> so it was like, so she was nice to surprise on okay. the day, and it was a, a restaurant that she has always wanted to go, and because, um, like I said, she's really into health eating. It's very, very nice. It's 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 a buffet style, mm. and it's just really very nice. You know, all the food is like. I don't know. Just, I mean, it's not vegetarian, but oh. it's just like you know, everything is cooked. You know, like you feel, you feel, it's you not feel heavy or fried, right? Or like exactly. That. Oily, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fatty, and then they've got all kinds of like you know, homemade kind of um, different kinds of like you know, juices mm. and drinks and soup, and then uh, vegetables, tons of vegetables, and then there are some meat dishes and all that. It's very nice, and mm. it's like all you can eat. So, anyway. So that was my long weekend. Did you cool. do anything special um, coming into 2021? Well, I went to, out uh, to dinner, yeah. and it was a very swanky place. Actually, swanky place, it huh? used to be completely different in a completely different part of the city. And then okay. it shut down, and I thought that that was it. But it turns out they reinvented themselves, and uh, much nicer than before. Oh, and wow. What kind of food? It's like an interesting fusion of everything. Oh, like they have. I like those. They have like sort of tandoori chi Indian chicken, uh -huh. but like with pasta in Thai red curry sauce. <laughs> like it's just a mixture of everything and some French influences too. It's yeah. a, but actually they've made it really nice with an open kitchen, and so it just feels very lively. Yeah, and there were lots of revelers out, people having a good time. Uh huh. Uh, oh, wow. And yeah, it was it was really nice. Oh, okay. I enjoyed it. And I, So it's a place you would go back again, right? Sounds that way. Yeah. Yes, why not? Yeah. Um and You've got to let me know what that place is. And uh give me the address. <laughs> yeah, they had like a, they had, someone got like a, a a microphone out at midnight which I wasn't expecting and everyone did a toast. Oh. Like with complete strangers. I don't know, but it was fun. You mean the restaurant owner? Yeah, no. Well, somebody on the oh, staff, okay. I guess. Oh, okay. And, uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. And it felt like, you know, um, this year things will probably get better well, in the world. Well, I hope so, but... <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm kind of. I just like let's let's just. It's like a redo of 2020. Let's just you know take two, try it again from the top. <laughs> yeah. Except I don't know. I'm starting off 2021 with a little bit of pessimism because of the fact that there's this you know new, new variant. Yeah. Um, and 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 I don't know. It's like you know when is this going to end? Well, we're not I supposed like to get Matt vaccinated till March, and that's when they just start frontline people too so i could oh. be probably april may before we and I thought, people like us get anything well i thought the type of mayor was saying that um probably for another six months before i can get the vaccine though yeah it'll be a while uh, so, um, so no traveling but, i guess but. you know yeah that that oh that's terrible i mean it, well i've been afraid that people were going to start like wait you know once the coronavirus is it's gone crazy everybody's crazy going like let's get out of taiwan let's get let's go travel and that's that's going to scare me too because who knows what they'll bring back. I know, I know, right? And, right? Um, and then the border's shut now, so yeah. 
So I don't uh, know. Gosh, I, don't, I have no idea when this is going to end. I so got that's, all my, I that got just makes us miserable. I know? got all my traveling done in 2020, actually. Yeah. I, I hit like all my bucket list places. So, well, not Good all for of them. you. Not all of them, but I just thought, eh. Well, remember the last trip you made before the, before. That's what I'm saying. I got, yeah, right. I and, just knocked and it, knocked like four places. Actually, you off. were a bit worried about that trip, though. Yeah, but then it all turned out fine. It was it because was fine. you were worried whether it, you know, yeah, it was going to be safe. And, and that was like the, when I came back was one of the last days before they started being like <laughs> quarantine, quarantine, all that. Yeah, so I know. yeah, it's I, I got that out of my system. Uh, right. I think, uh, That's the thing. You know, my daughter who was in Shanghai. I mean, she really misses Taiwan. She really wants. To come back, but when she thinks about you know the fourteen day quarantine here, and then, and then when she goes back goes to Shanghai, back, she has yeah. to yeah, and then it's like you have to you know take out of your pocket to pay for the quarantine hotel to stay in Shanghai over yeah. there. It's the same with my but parents. Now, now I think at first I thought that if my daughter were going to come back, she can just stay at our place, and then because we can just give her the master bathroom because right. it's got its own individual bathroom. But now, now with this new you know strain, yeah, no. now no. Whoever comes back designated. has to, yeah, designated quarantine hotel. Oh, so, so she's not looking forward to that. Yeah, it's the same I mean, with my parents. You know, and so. my mom's even been vaccinated. Oh, she yeah, works right. With, with she has worked with uh, right. COVID patients. So yeah. Oh wow. Uh, still no no traveling. Yeah. So. I don't know. Oh well. Well, okay. you know, I mean, look, this time next year, right? Oh, well, I guess at the first day <laughs> of next year, we will have gotten over this. I'm sure of it. Yeah, you sure of this? They're vaccinating right. people, so oh yeah, it'll take True. it'll take a month, but yes. it'll happen. So just just be it's just we just gotta be patient and ride it out. You I know? don't want to sound negative again, but I'm 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 really iffy about the vaccine because you know you never know if you're allergic to something. Nope. So uh, my I know people who've got it in the states. They say it's fine. Yeah, but. That's not the case with some news I've heard, right? Uh, they so. were saying that about the flu shot. I got my flu shot last week. It's oh, fine. It was totally was it fine. The vaccine too? Somebody somewhere, not in Taiwan, but somebody somewhere. And they, yeah, they in had the negative reactions in Korea and a few in Taiwan as well. Right. But I, I was fine. Wasn't that one? Was no. I'm not talking about a flu vaccine, though, but oh. we're talking about really. Look, the, no, COVID's been no. Really? I think COVID is fine. Oh, am I reading it wrong? It's the That's flu shot that we're giving people some issues. Fatal. I mean. Oh, anyway. Yeah, that was the flu shot. Really? I thought it was also done. Well, yeah, I all got right, it. never mind. I'm still here. So. Okay, all right. Well, that's all. Pray for safe, you know, and health, everyone, in the new year. It's okay. going to be a few tough few months, but it will, we'll get there. Yeah, all right. Okay, well, I say it's time we get to your letters. Okay. And thank you so much for writing us. And yes, it's a new year. You know, you're still writing us, and we thank you for that. But we still would love for you to always write us so that we can read them on air, just what programs you've heard. And we'd love for you to always continue to hear our programs and give us ideas how we can do better. But um, in the meantime, you know, if you are someone who is, fancy with paper and pen our address is PO Box 123-199 type is that, Taiwan is that the definition is that what you consider fancy <laughs> fancy it's a pretty low bar I mean oh. I mean you know some people really writing with some That's really true. nice handwriting and if nice letter papers and I'd if love that. you're a philistine like me and prefer <laughs> email you can reach us at rti at rti.org.tw of course we have daily content pretty much on our Facebook page and YouTube channel as well and we look forward to reading your comments there too so please do remember to write us Yes, and the first letter I've got in my hand is coming to us from Roberto Celeste of Italy. 
Caserta, Italy. Um, good to hear from you. Dear ladies and gentlemen of English Service of Radio Taiwan International, first of all, Happy New Year, hoping that it will bring joy, health, and happiness. I'm writing to you because I succeeded to listen to the transmission of RTI heard from a location 25 kilometers north of city of Naples, 180 kilometers south of Rome. Wow, thanks for the detail. And I hope you'll be in a position to verify. He heard on December 31st at 6185 kilohertz and simple rating was 43333. Signal was fair and clear but heavily disturbed by atmospheric noises due to local winter bad winter weather condition. I heard the program Spotlight, or that would be in the Spotlight, where there has been an interview of the explorer Sherry Lynn, who went to the South Pole. During the interview, Sherry Lynn shared with the listeners her experience in the uh, Antarctica. No, I think the first episode was talking about the Arctic. Yeah. Oh, she went to both ends. She, yeah, she did. Anyway, so you can tune in to my second episode. We're talking about her trip to Antarctica to South Pole. Okay, and uh, it says here, this is the first time I write to your station. Yeah, thank you. And after I've listened to your program a short way, I watched your webpage and searched for the English program of today, which I heard. I enjoy your programs, and I will continue to enjoy in the future. However, I must say that a short way of listening or signal reaching uh, is an experience that is not, that's kind of hard to describe. Maybe she's getting, he was getting well, a lot of... We're not broadcasting just, directly to Europe, so... Right, that too. Uh, that would probably explain it. Right. Unfortunately. Yep. And if you find my report correct, I'd be grateful to receive your QSL card. No problem. And that was again Roberto Celeste of Italy. We have a letter here from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. It says, Dear RTI, it was good to hear that you have a 12-year-old listener. I was a 12-year-old listener. That's a difference. Oh, That's a long story. Wow. May your programs bring health and goodness to both young and old in the new year. Uh, and there are a few notes about recent programs. One is the t- December 28th edition of Here in Taiwan. That was with you and me, Shirley. Mm-hmm. And we talked about uh, not harassing dolphins, which mm. apparently is something that people need to hear. I don't know why. Um, also, a, another, speaking of things people need to hear for some reason, don't go out uh, to see this uh, stranded ship that uh, <laughs> where people take selfies at low tide. We also discussed that in this program. Right. Because you might get stuck there and when the tide comes in. Yeah, um, that's Also dangerous. invasive lizards and a Canadian who loves Taiwanese tea. There was That was filled by Jukebox Republic that you talked about a special Christmas meal remembered and shared with family. Happy festive mood. Decorated pillars in the office. Are you talking about our office? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I did. Yeah, just okay. everything surrounding Christmas anyway. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, and gift exchanges. Uh, and you gave a Christmas medley in that show. Uh, you also interviewed, once again, Sherry Lynn. Not Shirley Lynn. Right. I'm confused. I know. Um, in the spotlight, that was December 27th, and she talked about going to uh, the South Pole and near the North Pole. Uh, classic shorts, a poem written by a concubine in 1898, and an episode of News Playlist in which Paula discussed the Taipei 101 fireworks, a railway that is now going around Taiwan, has now been electrified, and a temple that got moved 40 meters. Um, oh, yeah. And had they... We're going to try and lift it with just manpower alone. That didn't I know. work. That, that, <laughs> they had to call in the it machines. It didn't work, but that was a definitely crazy, crazy idea. So that comes to us once again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. 
All right. And thank you so much for your letters. That's it for this week's uh, status update. Do keep those letters coming, though. We always love to hear from you, just uh, what you think about our programs and et cetera, et cetera. So our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Once again, our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please remember to leave us a comment on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel and let us know what you think about our video content. Great. And uh, until next time, when we uh, meet you for the second time in 2021, 2021. <laughs> I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Goodbye. Happy New Year. for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.